How has God revealed himself to us, to mankind? Hey, I'm William Dyer. This is Dyer Conversations. Thanks for joining us in another podcast. If you're new here, go ahead and click the subscribe button, like this video. And if you are just tuning in to this series, know that this is part two of a playlist I'm doing on how to understand the Bible. So I'm going to put up a link right here, right now, that if you missed episode one, you can click on that, go get caught up, join us back here. So that way, you're not missing anything of what we're talking about on how to understand the Bible. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about how God has revealed himself to us. So that way we can learn the different ways that he's done that and know him better and understand exactly the sort of character that he's tried to tell us that he has and who he is. So there's two major ways that God has revealed himself to us. And I'm not going to Make these a secret. You're going to find them out here in the next few minutes. And that is, he's revealed himself in nature, and he's revealed himself in his word. So the first way that God has revealed himself is in nature. We want to take a look at some scriptures that God has given us in the Bible that tells us about how we can know God through looking at nature. Now, what I'm going to do as we go through this podcast is I'm going to throw the verses up on the screen. If you're listening to this on YouTube or watching it on YouTube, then you'll have the luxury of having the verses pop up on your screen. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast or Spotify or some other place, you know, you're just going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. Grab a Bible, open up your uh, Bible app on your phone, what have you, or just listen and follow along. So the very first verse is Psalms 19, verses 1 through 2. It says, the heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. Now, this verse is found in the Psalms in the Old Testament, but what it tells us is that the entire nature is declaring something about God. It's kind of as if God is telling us, hey, look, if you look at nature, it's going to speak to you, and it's going to speak to you about who I am. And there's things that we can actually learn about God and his character as we study, you know, animals and plants, the way the universe works and everything about nature. A lot of people have this concept that science and Christianity are somehow enemies to one another, but that's just completely false. What the Bible tells us, what God tells us is that when we study nature, when we look into his creation, we actually learn more about him. So if we turn to a New Testament verse, Romans chapter 1 verse 20, that also gives us some clues as to what we can know about God through his created order. It says, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so they are without excuse. Now, there's so much to unpack in this verse, and I wish I had a whole podcast to just look at this one verse. But essentially what this tells us is that from creation all the way until the present day, that what we see in nature, whatever our scientific technology is, whether it's just our eyes looking out to the stars or looking at the animals and the plants or whether we live in the modern day like you do right now and we have telescopes and microscopes and you know we can see things that the naked eye can't see and we have technology and experience and understanding of things that 
humans have never known before about the created order. It doesn't matter. What the Bible tells us is that when you see those things, they reveal God's power. And it's so true when you actually study, you know, the intimate connection of how things are made, the design of things. You see how the universe as a whole is so connected that if one little thing is off, then it just throws everything else out of order. When you look at that, you see, wow, that's so awesome. That's so cool. That's a lot of power that God had in order to be able to do that, to create those things. I mean, on top of that, you can look at this stuff in nature and go, you know, God's pretty creative. I just challenge you, go, you know, Google like deep sea creatures, like weird deep sea creatures, and you'll find some of the goofiest looking things, you know, that are at the bottom of the ocean. And we look at that and we say, God had that sort of imagination to create that animal, you know, that organism, that being, whatever it is. We look at the universe and we see exactly just how big it is. The fact that, you know, the telescope, you know, can zoom in and we see that our earth will go from, you know, the size that we normally see it maybe on uh, a picture on the internet. And then we start zooming out and zooming out and zooming out. And all of a sudden we can't even see the earth in the Milky Way galaxy. And then we zoom out even further and we can't even see our galaxy in the greater scope of the universe. And you just have to sit back in awe of how awesome God is, how powerful he is, how creative he is, what sort of ability he has. I mean, if you look at mathematics, We study to learn math. God created math. We study physics. God created physics and created the elements. So this is what the Bible tells us, that God has revealed his character through nature. Now, what we have to understand is that he's only been able to reveal an aspect of who he is in nature. We aren't able to just look at nature and see everything about God. We don't get to know certain characteristics that he has because we can examine a hurricane or view light from a star or dissect a frog and see what the insides are like and how it works. There are certain things we can know about God, again, like his power, his creativity, Um, but we can't know things other things about him, other personal characteristics that he reveals to us in his word that we're going to get to here in just a little bit. Okay, so way number two that God has revealed himself to us is through his word, through the revelation uh, that he has given us that we call the Bible. Now, this gets really complex, and we're not going to get into prophecy and how God has given uh, the words to his apostles and prophets and all the people in the Bible who wrote the scriptures and spoke for God. We're not going to get into visions and dreams and prophecies and interpretations. We're simply just going to say this, that God has told us that he has given us his word and handed it down and preserved it for us, and we call that the Bible today. 
Now, if you want to get into defending the Bible, the reliability of the Bible, how the Bible has been translated over time, that's for another day, and that's podcast that I'm going to do in the future, I guarantee it. But for now, we're just going off the basis, off the assumption, if you will, that the Bible's true. And we can defend it, and we can show that it is historically reliable, and it's been translated just fine and transcribed just fine, and you know that it's not um, all messed up with errors, and you know that it's been just you know screwed up down through the ages or lost or anything like that. We can defend those things. Future podcast, future day. For today, we're going to look at it and say the Bible's reliable, and God has revealed Himself and His character to us through His Word. Now, the Bible answers major questions of life. Like, for example, how did we get here? Well, if you just open up the Bible to the very beginning, you get to read Genesis 1 through 2, and in that you see that God created the heavens and the earth, and then created uh, the land and the plants and the animals and ones that fly and swim and walk on the earth. And then at the end, He created man and woman. In His image, He created them. We are created in the image of God. So how did we get here? The Bible tells us right from the, right from the very get-go. But there's a couple other verses that actually speak to this as well. So I want to I want to get to those. Psalms 139, verse 13 through 16. For you form my inward parts, and you wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully brought forth in the depths of the earth. Now, this is a beautiful, you know, poetic language here that the psalmist is describing for us that we as human beings were created by God, and that it's not that we were just spoken into existence out of nothing, but that as every subsequent generation from Adam and Eve, we were intimately created by God as He wove us together. In our mother's womb, God was active there. Now, John 1, 1 through 3 speaks more generally about, you know, everything of creation. Listen to this verse. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. So we learn here from this verse that the Word, this word character. And if you study the Gospel of John, it's pretty clear as you get to verse 14, and then the rest of it is that the word is Jesus Christ himself. And so Jesus Christ, before he became a man, was the word. And he was involved in creation. And everything that has come into being has come into being through him. And so the Bible tells us in How has God revealed himself to us? Well, he tells us, hey, look, I'm the one who created you and created everything else, and I put you here on this earth. Now, the next question that the Bible answers for us is, well, who is God? Check this verse out in Exodus. Exodus 34, 6-7. Then the Lord passed by in front of him, that's talking about Moses, and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin. Yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, 
visiting the iniquity of fathers on their children and on the grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. Now, this verse is packed with so many characteristics about God. We learn that he's faithful and that he's true and he's just and he's compassionate. And at the same time, he's just because he's not going to let the guilty go unpunished. And that, you know, it tells us that he's a just God. You know, he's going to deal with people in the most righteous manner. And there's so many more avenues that we can go down here, but I just want to hit it on the surface to say this verse tells us that there's a lot of characteristics we didn't know about God if we just looked in the created order. If we just looked at the natural world, we wouldn't know that God is necessarily compassionate or is a God of truth or a God of justice who is going to deal with the wicked and the evil people. We don't learn those things, but we do learn them as we study God's Word. Now, the next verse also tells us about God and who He is. John three sixteen, probably one of the most famous verses of the Bible. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So here we learn that God is a gift-giving God, so much so that He gave His Son so that we would be able to be saved from the stupid sins that we, you know, did and the sins that we were involved in that separated us from God, God decided to be the one to reconcile to us by sending his son. And that's kind of really what the whole Bible is about. But again, that's a characteristic about God that we would not know had he not have revealed it to us in his word. Now, the next question that the Bible answers is, why am I here? Well, again, this is kind of the point of this study is that we want to give you the overall scope of the Bible so you can see how everything in the Bible fits into the bigger picture of what the Bible is all about. And essentially, here's what the Bible story tells us is that in the Garden of Eden, God created the world and everything was great. Everything was good. And then man We screwed it up. We disobeyed. We brought sin and destruction and evil and injustice and everything that's wrong with the world is because of us. It's our fault. And so God created a plan and sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that that way we can have redemption and we can be brought back into fellowship with God. And then you get all the way to the end at the book of Revelation. And what we learn is that at the end of Revelation, it tells us everything we lost in the Garden of Eden all of our innocence and all of our fellowship with God and you know the life that we lost, the eternal life, all that stuff, God gives us back when we get to the end of the book of Revelation. This is what the story of the Bible is all about, is that God is working out redemption in history. Now, the, the last question, really the last main question that the Bible can answer us is, what's my final destiny? Well, it's very clear. I don't really think it takes a Bible scholar to know what the Bible teaches about this. You really have two options, and that is you either go to heaven or you go to hell. Now, again, we probably are going to have future podcasts about what is heaven like and what is hell like and why would God torment people and does he torment people and, you know, all these different questions. That's for another day. But today, let's just understand, you don't get to choose Oh, well, I think I just want to sleep for eternity, or I think I just want to party for eternity, or I think I just want to cease to exist for eternity. You don't get to choose that. What you get to choose is, do you want to be with God, or do you not want to be with God? 
You know, C.S. Lewis, a famous Christian writer, has a fantastic quote, and I'm not going to be able to say it verbatim, but I'm going to paraphrase it. And essentially, he says there's two kind of people in the world, and it's either we look at God and we say, thy will be done, or God looks at us and says, thy will be done. And what he was getting at in that um, quote, and I know, you know, if you love C.S. Lewis, you're probably killing me right now because I just butchered it. But essentially, what C.S. Lewis is getting at there is he's saying, look, you have one or two options. You can either bow to knee to God and say, your will be done. I love you. I want to follow you. And if you do that, you'll be able to spend an eternity with God because that's what God wants. He wants to spend eternity with those who love him. Or God's not going to force your hand. He's given us free will, free will for a reason. So God might have to look at you and say, okay, your will be done. You have rejected me your entire life. You've wanted to be your own master. You've wanted to rule your own universe. You don't want me to rule over you. Then your will be done. And I've created a place for people like you, and that's hell. That's what hell is. It's separation from God. He's given you exactly what you want. If you live your whole life and say you don't want God's rules, you don't want God's fellowship, you don't want to know God, then God says, okay, then you can spend an eternity away from me. But since you've been created to be in fellowship with me, that eternity will be one of pain and anguish because it's against who you are and what you're created to be. So in this episode, what we have tried to do is really explain to you the two major ways that God has revealed himself to us, and that is he's given us nature and he's given us the word of God. And in nature, we learn things about God and his power and his you know, imagination and how creative he is and how smart he is. And in his word, we learn those things too, but we also learn that he's a God of compassion and love and grace and mercy and truth and holiness and justice. And that there's a plan that he's created for us and he wants fellowship with us. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, thanks for sticking with me all the way through it. Do me a favor, share it with a friend, you know, tell somebody about it because my goal here is I want to be able to spread this message. It's not about me. It's about building the kingdom. Okay, so thank you guys for tuning in and I'm going to see y'all next time on the next episode.